So welcome back to another edition of the Impact Sessions with Nick Bramley. This week, I'm delighted to have as a guest, Charles Fawcett, who's the founder of a business called Twisted Automotive. He's got a fabulous story to tell uh, and to share with us. We've entitled this week's podcast, uh, 20 Years as a Guardian of a Global British Icon and Brand. So that's an intriguing enough start. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Charles. Thank you, Nick. Great to meet you. Uh, thank you for having me on. No problem at all. I've, uh, I've followed your story with interest. Uh, we've got a mutual connection in uh, Richard Hall at PDM in Thirsk, and that's where you're based. And I've sort of followed the followed the, the twisted automotive story with, with some interest. So I thought we'd explore it in a podcast, and I'm sure you've got a story that our listeners and uh, viewers would be fascinated by. So um, as I say, the, the podcast entitled... Um, 20 years as a guardian of a British icon and brand, uh, we're going to explore a transition from a boyhood passion into a £10 million turnover business. So do you want to tell people what that passion was and still is? What, what's that all based around then, Charles? It's um, probably a very, very difficult question, actually. Um, Twisted as a business came about, um, really, it was... Uh, it kicked off in sort of 2000, but was probably a bit of a pipe dream and a, 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 um, a, a, a early stage planning in, in, in the late 90s. I was really fortunate when I grew up, grew up to be, um, my, my father was in the motor trade and he always dealt in weird and wonderful vehicles. So I grew up in vehicles. Um, when it came to taking my driving test, I could think of nothing other than driving. When, when it turned midnight of my 17th birthday, I was in the car with my dad. We, the first vehicle was a Range Rover that I drove on the road. And I didn't know what a box junction was, but I could, I could drive. I'd been driving since I was seven or eight years old. Um, so it's all about vehicles. I grew up with boxy analog vehicles. They had chokes. They had glow plugs. They didn't have ABS. They didn't have complicated wiring systems. They were ever so simple. Um, I drove probably hundreds of vehicles before I got to being 17. All manner. We, 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 we had some um, a, a track up the side of a field and whatever dad came home in, I used to run up the side of the field in it to see what it would do. And it, would, it could be a Saab Turbo, it could be an old Metro, any number of different vehicles. And I grew up around these wonderfully simple vehicles which had character which had attitude which um, all acted differently and the one vehicle that stood out through all of this was the Land Rover whether it was a series whether it was a Range Rover classic they were always around we always had them um, part of the motor trade you know it, 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 they wouldn't stay very long but I had the opportunity to experience them to see what they did and didn't do and what broke and what didn't break and um, what was what was good and what wasn't. And I guess that and uh, leaving school without any particular um, qualifications other than a few GCSEs and a bit of an attitude, um, I, um, I fell into working with my dad uh, in the motor trade and very soon realised I wanted to do something for myself. I worked with dad for 10 years and uh, in, in they, they, they came a point when we need for all sorts of reasons. 
And at that stage, we, we ran an off-road driving center. We did a little bit of motor trading and um, Twisted was kind of in its early stages. It was a, a Land Rover parts business selling um, performance upgrades mainly. Um, there was very little logic in it. It didn't make any sense. At, at that stage, Land Rover Defender particularly was a farm utility vehicle that was uncomfortable, it was noisy, it was agricultural, it, it was um, very basic in its form. And people would say, you know, what, why do you want to make one go faster? Why, why would you want to give it more power? What, what's the point, you know? Mm. And for whatever reason, that's sort of like a um, some sort of reverse psychology. It, 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 in my head, it was red rag to a bull. It, it made me want to do it more because it was odd. It wasn't normal. It wasn't perceived as being a normal Thing you would do with a particular vehicle so we did it more and I found that the more we stood out for doing things that weren't normal the more interest people had and we started to build this little business um so yes father and I passed the company um he continued with the off-road business and with the uh, the motor dealing and I had this twisted business um that was in 2007 so not that long ago 13 14 years ago um and we started to mould this business into what we now have, which is a really interesting little little dot in North Yorkshire that's a shed, in essence, a shed full of blokes that like working on Land Rovers. You know, we're all hobbyists. It's a little bit more than a dot on the landscape. It's a little bit more than a shed in North Yorkshire, I think. And we'll talk later about some of your plans and, and and the fact that you from this small dot in North Yorkshire have built something of a, you know, a global sort of footprint. You've got customers all over the place. I, I'm intrigued about the defender having once had the mispleasure of being driven <laughs> from York to South Wales and back in a day by a farmer mm. client of mine at the time who had a particular invention and we had to go to a meeting in, uh, I think it was Caldicott just over the bridge um, and he turned up at my house in York in a Land Rover Defender. He said, oh, we're, off, we're, off to, uh, we're off to South Wales and back in a day in a Land Rover Defender. And uh, by the time I came back, you know, I can only describe the, the agony of the backache and the earache from the noise that they weren't at that stage designed, I don't think, for that kind of uh, capability. So it's intriguing that you thought, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll, because it started off, it's not, it's not just uh, engine stuff now, it's all, all sorts of uh, developments around sort of the, I guess the, the look and the feel and the style of them, but originally it was performance then, was it? So when we began, the Land Rover was a, a sluggish, uncomfortable vehicle and, and, and they didn't turn very well, they didn't stop very well, but they had this wonderful character about them. And actually, a, a, a good driver in a Defender, somebody who understood it and could communicate with it, um, understanding its flaws, you could really pedal them along and it was... It was quite a uh, it was quite an achievement to um, pitch one into a roundabout and come out the other side and point in the right direction and you could you could make them do things that they ought not to do and so when we started to apply more power and tweak the suspension and change the brakes and alter the seating and all the other things that we did you could really make them a fun vehicle to drive um, as you know Defender Land Rover across the board but Defender has a huge following worldwide and. Um, we, you know, we've established a, a, a name and a brand that is synonymous with building the best defender. 
And that's what we continue to do right now. It's all about making the defender the best it can be. And, you know, the, I suppose my early years experience of all sorts of different vehicles, I, you know, I'm not trained in anything, but I've kind of tried lots of things w- w- with different vehicles. Um, and, you know, talking about your trip to South Wales, I remember when I was probably 13, uh, as a family, we went down to Brightwell's auction in Lempster in Herefordshire, which was the biggest four by four auction at the time. I think we took three vehicles, a Suzu Trooper, a, a Discovery One, and a, a, a Toyota Hilux single cab pickup. Um, my mother drove one, my father towed one behind the other, and um, we got to this auction. We sold everything but the Toyota pickup. There was me, my sister, and um, my middle sister, and uh, my mum and dad. And we had to get home. And he couldn't buy anything with more than two seats, so we had to come back in this Toyota pickup. So my sister and I travelled all the way back from Lempster in Herefordshire in the back of the pickup, up the M5, up the M42. In the flatbed bit. In the open pickup, yeah. It, it, luckily, it was summertime, and we, just, we, had, you know, we didn't have a jacket with us. We sat in back, waving at all the truckers. You know, it was, we could do things like that back then. Mm. Um, but I suppose what I'm saying is these vehicles have, have surrounded me, and I've, I've, I've you know, been so fortunate to be in among them. Mm. And, you know, ultimately, you, you draw a couple of boxes and a couple of circles. You've got what is, in essence, a 90s and 80s, 80s and 90s four-wheel drive and a Defender. Yeah. They're so simple. They're wonderful to work with. And in reality, what we have here is a, is a business that allows for the people who desire Defender to, in fact, have that but it'd be just that little bit better and it just do things a little bit more oddly. Talk to me then, Charles. Who are the people, typically, who would buy a Defender because it's iconic, the shape and the style and the ruggedness and the indestructibility and the go-anywhere kind of nature of it? Who would buy a Defender and then say, I want it to make it the best it can be, like upgrading brakes and upgrading suspension, upgrading you know, the whole lot? Who would typically do that? As a, as, as a type of customer, potentially? There isn't a typical. I think it's fair to say that our customers are all Defender enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. They could shop around and find components to apply to a vehicle, whether they fit it or somebody else does. Mm-hmm. But there isn't really a rounded offering anywhere else. We're the only company that offer offer a rounded, thought through, well engineered offering, and we make it relatively easy. We know what makes a twisted. We know what where the flaws are in Defender. We know what makes a twisted, and a customer can come and know that what they're getting is going to do what they want it to do, and then they can add some levels of personality to it that suits their youth. In reality, one of our customers might take that vehicle, I don't want to stereotype, but they might take it shooting and they might park that vehicle next to the gamekeeper's Defender. They are both just Land Rover Defender. It doesn't insult anybody. Nobody gets upset by it. Nobody you know, has an opinion particularly, except for those that love it. Right. And it doesn't matter whether the gamekeeper's one's 15 grand and the customer's one's 250 grand, they are still just Defender and they're accepted. 
and you're not going to um, you're not going to be put in a box stereotyped where you know I do believe there are other vehicles out there that people take shooting that are highly inappropriate mm. and they have, you know you draw a certain audience when you drive a, a defender when you drive a twisted you, you go to the fuel station and either people totally ignore you or they want to chat to you about the vehicle because they think it's wonderful yeah. it's really friendly atmosphere around defender so our customers are very subtle they want the best they can have, but they don't want necessarily anyone to know that. Right. So probably know a what was spent on it and b what they've actually spent having done to the vehicle because it's not as obvious. It's not as it's not as in your face as perhaps some facelifts that you see that you mentioned there might be inappropriate on another vehicle. It's all the subtlety of you know uh, what's under the bonnet, what's under the suspension. There may be some elements of, of design on the on the, the bodywork, but it's still essentially a defender at heart and a, a, a play, really. It's still, I, we will never do anything to a defender that prevents it from doing what it was intended to do in its first role as a basic agricultural workhorse. Wow. So, you know, we developed our suspension system. We didn't lower it. We didn't lift it. We didn't um, look to stiffen it. We made it compliant. We softened the first movement of the spring we lightened the front anti-roll bar we stiffened the rear we gave it manners we made it communicative we got rid of the inherent understeer issues but it sits at the standard height it's got as much travel as standard so it's just as good off-road but the way that it drives is worlds apart from the standard vehicle okay it's phenomenal so everything we do it's got to still do its original job we're not trying to make it into something it's not and that sort of leads me to say so many times customers or, or, or inquirers have come to see us or contact us and said, look, I'm looking at buying a, a new KN or a new Range Rover or a new Mercedes. And I thought I'd consider your vehicle while, while looking at that because they're a similar price point. What do you think I should do? And I say, well, buy the Porsche, buy the KN or buy the Range or the Merc or the Range Rover because ne you, you must never put a Defender in that sphere. If you try to, it will it will either not suit you or or, 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 or or you'll end up replacing it. The people that buy our vehicle buy it because they love it. They don't need it. There's no purpose for it. Quite often they create a purpose. Mm. Oh, I bought a dog, so I better get a twisted or got a little trailer or, 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 or got a, a chalet or, or, or whatever. There's always a reason. Mm. Um, but the reason isn't ever particularly legitimate just because of how it makes them feel. So the and I have to say... The question I've got for you, Charles, on that then, is you mentioned there about, it's obviously the iconic brand of, of, of Land Rover, it's Defender. It's not just the Defender range, or is it, you know, that's where you focus on, or anything Land Rover, Range Rover? Uh, really? No. Defender. Just Defender. Defender. Yeah. yeah. Given, that, given that specialism and given that expertise in everything Defender related, has that been the difference between Twisted being able to grow as a specialist rather than being a, you know, a, a, a generalist kind of modifier, as it were, which anybody and everybody, there's, there's two or three in each town, isn't there? Ultimately, the, the specialist will attract a customer who expects a certain level of uh, service mm. as would a 
generalist business that offers lots of different models to lots of different things, that there'll be a certain customer. I think our customers are much, it's a much longer relationship. Mm. They buy it because they want it and because of how it makes them feel, not because they want it quickly to show it off to somebody. Ours is very subtle. And I think it's very important to be focused. It's very important to stay true to your roots. Um, and I've always said I'll never do anything other than Defender, but I have to admit I'm, I'm starting to question whether the brand is now strong enough and big enough to actually put another product into the sphere. Um, and that might be, it might be something that's in the offing for next year, but it'll still be very true to the roots and very, very, um, you know, we will honour the next but Defender will continue. I think we've we've got Defender in a place now where um, we are the go-to, and um, we, we, we can possibly now add something to the stable, as it were. But you've you've spent thirteen years doing that. When did you become the go-to? Do you reckon, Charles? When did when did it oh. become known that you were the go-to place? If you got a Defender, you want to do some work to get yourself to first and see the team at Twisted. I think, I think we have, um, particularly since the end of production, um, we were very fortunate to be positioned to uh, um, take big stock of Defender when they ceased production, um, which put us in a, a, a again a fortunate position where we had stock that potentially nobody else had. Um, that clearly helped, but I think probably five years before that, I noticed that people stopped asking us how does your X compare with somebody else's X? Mm. Um, you know, how does your suspension compare, your intercooler compare, your wheels compare? Well, you know what? They stopped asking those questions. And in fact, they stopped, almost stopped saying, you know, what, 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 what makes a twisted? What, why is it priced there when I can get something there? Um, they began to understand that actually a twisted is a product in its own right. Mm but they don't come to us to buy a Twister necessarily. They come to buy the best defender they can buy. Yeah. And we were keen to keep that sort of almost the separation. We are defender, but, um, you know, and we are twisted, but we're not, we're not saying that you're buying a Twister. You're, you are buying a defender. We're not trying to make it something it's not. Yeah. And, and I guess when we, we took on that battle with JLR, unfortunately with the trademark, um, and we had a couple of, fairly significant battles with them over the order that we placed for, 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 the, for the, uh, the stock at the time. And we stood our ground. And I think with, with, with each of those instances, if we'd backed down, I think we would have probably done ourselves a disservice. For those who don't, <laughs> yeah, for those who don't explain a little bit about the, 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 within reason, the sort of the court battle of, of you know, you, you being uh, almost like cease and desist because a, a big corporate wasn't keen on what you were doing, etc. What, what, what? How did that transpire? What happened there? There were there were a number of um, times when we banged heads with with the manufacturer. Um, the, the there were a couple of IP issues at early days which put us on their radar. Um, something and absolutely nothing at the time. But what that led to was when we eventually set up. Um, our other business, which is LR Motors. LR Motors focuses in selling uh, used Defender vehicles um, rather than modified Defender vehicles. 
And um, we applied for a trademark for LR Motors and um, JLR were very quick to um, inform us that we were uh, encroaching on their space, as it were. Um, so we, we, we did the honourable thing and we removed our application and entered into some sort of negotiations with them, only to find out that uh, under the radar, one of their agents had slipped a trademark application in for the letters LR because, in fact, not only had they never used them, um, they had never registered them. Wow. Um, so it was a little underhand that they had one trademark agent um, beating us up over infringement uh, with their uh, of their intellectual property. And then they had another agent over here uh, potentially registering a, a trademark they'd never used or, 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 or didn't own. So I, I kind of dug my heels in with that. And uh, I then opposed their application because... It transpired we'd used it first and um but it's fairly long battle with them which it was nerve-wracking when we went to the ip court in wales but um it was particularly nerve-wracking when we ended up in the high court and then the court of appeal um over the same subject but we eventually um it was ruled when we finally got to the court of appeal that, that well at each stage we won our side and, and the little fight but um when it got to court of appeal it was um uh, squashed and they weren't allowed to appeal further. Um, they did go on to um, uh, apply for a community mark in, the, in Europe, um, but as, as Brexit happens in January, that will fall away, which will allow us to continue down the path of registering the trademark in the UK. We weren't looking for anything that we couldn't have. Um, I think it was a legitimate claim and a, and a legitimate fight. Um, the reality is LR is a... Um, it's a, um, an acronym, I guess. Uh, it's slang, uh, and and to a, to an enthusiast of the Land Rover brand, which actually, when you think about it, that's a minute uh, proportion of the um, um, population. Um, so, to the Land Rover enthusiast, LR means something, but to the wider audience, the wider world, LR is just two letters and. Yeah. Even, when you, even when you Google it, it doesn't bring up Land Rover. So it was unfair of them to try and stake a, a claim to that as, as being their letters okay. uh, without having done that. So that was one of them anyway. It was an interesting battle and it, it, it certainly had me on edge for quite a, quite a time. I can imagine um, it did not make you fall out of the at all in terms of the fact that you were, you know, you were LR, you were Defender, you were Twisted and yet the big boys who, who owned the branding of that were, were, you know, were really trying to do all they could to stop you effectively, stop you being uh, successful. Did that not, did not lose a bit of love for the, uh, for the Defender and the LR at that time? I, I, I wouldn't fall out of love with the brand. I might fall out of love with the corporation or the people involved, but the brand it, it has, has um, I've had a great life working with defender i've yeah. been all over working with defender um I, see, yeah, I, I flew into sri lanka a few years ago um before 9 11 and um uh carried out some tuning work on a load of defender out in sri lanka and on the way back i'd fallen asleep in my chair it was i don't know what time middle of the night and um one of the um stewards came over woke me up and said mr fawcett um the captain would like to see you 
And it transpires I'd remapped the captain's defender the day before. So I got to sit with him in the cockpit over right the way over northern Europe. Um, I, 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 I've got some incredible customers and I've been invited to do some amazing things with these people. It's all from that, def that passion for Defender. So I feel really fortunate that I've been, in, been able to be in this place and meet all these amazing people um, and do some really cool things. Where would you say has been the most interesting place that the Defender and the Twisted journeys taking you to then where, where would you say you're unexpected maybe or that kind of thing well you, you know Sri Lanka was incredible you know to meet such a huge following for Defender over there incredible um, I think it's more about the people you meet necessarily than the places you go and it's a there's a level of conversation which allows you to speak to anybody and that level is defender level. It's we're all passionate about it. We we run an event um, every year called the Yorkshire Three Hundred, and we we were a little cautious when we first um, decided to do this. It came out from from wanting to um, drive the North Coast Five Hundred, but it was such a logistical nightmare to try and get customers up there with accommodation and so on and so forth. We created our own four day event, Yorkshire Three Hundred, and we go to all the places in in Yorkshire that. Um, that I sort of hold dear, you know, um, Sutton Bank, we look at the view off Sutton Bank, we go to the White Horse, we um, trek up through the, the, the Yorkshire Dales and so on. And the first event we ran, we had, you know, farmers, we had big money people with big businesses, we had such a wide spectrum of individual on this event I was a little nervous about sitting at dinner with everybody each night and having lunch with everybody. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big talker at the best of times and sitting with people you don't know, I find, I, you know, I find that quite challenging. This event flowed from the moment everybody met and it didn't matter who they were, what the background was, what they did or didn't have. It was totally irrelevant. They talked on a level which I remember one couple sent everybody afterwards a jar of honey from their bees. And then another couple sent, it was just true friends were made and you wouldn't put a lot of these people together, but it was the defender talk. It was the fact that we were so passionate about the same thing. I was just going to say the common themes, the defender there, isn't it really? It does seem, it seem, to, transcend, it does seem to transcend sort of uh, age, um, it, I was going to say gender. It, it's got a pretty masculine feel about it, but you, I'm assuming you've got you know, quite a few uh, uh, lady Defender you know, fans and owners, but it, it seems to be quite a masculine brand, really, in that respect. But um, I want to ask you about something which I'm, I'm fascinated by, really, and it's about innovation. Um, you know, to run a business uh, out of a, as you said, a small shed on a dot on a map in Thirsk, which is not true, um, and and actually develop this entire business from this clear passion just for the defender innovation must be in there somewhere to keep going and keep developing and keep sort of what's next etc where does innovation sit within the twisted family um i think innovation is key being told you can't do something is 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 what tends to get me going um and Surrounding yourself with people who uh, can do what you can do. So um, 
the business has got to hear, I believe, because I have ideas and I've got people around me who know how to make those ideas turn into something. Mm. So, you know, the suspension story was a, was a prime example. I wanted an incredible suspension system, not a clue how to create it. I know how it works. You knew you wanted it. You knew you wanted it. Didn't know. I, I know where I want to get to with it. And I know how everything works and what it all does. You know, I know the, the basics of the whole thing. And I thoroughly understand the vehicle. What I now need to do at this stage 10 years ago is find the person who talks my language, but actually understands the technical side. Mm. And then to relay that to manufacturers to make it happen. And I found this wonderful guy called Roddy Harvey Bailey, who's um, at the time he was probably in his 70s, I would think. I don't want to insult him, but um, proper gentleman out of motorsports, but a Defender fan. And we just ended up driving around Leicester countryside talking about what we were trying to achieve from this vehicle. And every so often he'd say, yeah, maybe not 40 pounds out of that back. Oh, gosh, we need to add 20 there. And it's just talking and driving flat out. Anyway, we got back to the base and he just started scribbling numbers on it, in principle, on a fag packet. Mm. handed these over to a suspension engineer who turned them into a product and it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal never needed to change it to this day it wow. does everything wow. i wanted it to do so it's it, it, it's about relationships it's about finding the right people who can do what you need them to do they win out of it we win out of it our customer wins out of it mm. you can't short change people you can't not pay people you can't um, overpromise, underachieve. You've got to do all the all the things you say you're going to do, and that becomes a a wonderful kind of snowball that rolls down a hill and just gets bigger and better. Um, can I ask yeah. you a question? Can I ask you a question about the sort of customer experience? Then, so I yeah. I might have a Defender, a basic you know uh, model Defender, and I've decided for whatever reason I want a twisted uh, uh, version of that. Or I might come to you and say, can you do me a twisted uh, defender? Can you source that and whatever? Is it budget no limit? Is it, you know, can I have, a, I have a, a basic plus, a basic plus plus, an absolute everything and anything type thing? You know, what's the what's the scale of of, of development I could do on, on, on my basic defender if I had one? You know, does it start as a little bit of tweaking or is it like all or nothing? I think... It's probably opportune at this stage to talk a little bit more about what we plan to do over the coming few years. Mm-hmm. We, as a business, we started out as a mail-order parts business selling Land Rover upgrades. Mm-hmm. The more of that we did, the more people would say, oh, while, while you're sending me that, can you send me something that does this or something that does that? And we gradually evolved into then they'd say, can you fit it for me? And actually, can you supply the vehicle as well? And it just evolved. And we got to a point, and I think the point was probably four years ago, where I'm trying to do what you've just described. That comes along, wants to make some changes to his Land Rover. Um, and we, 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 we deal with him. We have some foreigner wanting a huge everything built that, you know, takes thousands of hours and, and they want it yesterday. And, uh, and everything in between and mail order parts and building a brand and I think it's fair to say over the last four years, at some point, 
the theory that we build the defender and make it the best it can be didn't get forgotten, but it got diluted because we have tried to say yes to everybody. So I've ended up with a, um, a very, very busy business. We were trying to build a new business in the States, Middle East. Uh, we wanted to get into EV and so on. <laughs> electric, sorry, electric um, defender. And we were trying to do all these things. And fundamentally, we're a very small team of people. And um, I guess my ideas and the ability to actually see them all through became somewhat muddled with the daily business. And I think we, we, we've, what we've, as a result of that, we've made a, a, a firm decision that, in fact, over the next period we're actually going to have to start saying no to people mm. so as of january um we've got a quite a long order book which we'll we, we're working through and everyone will get what they've asked for but as those uh, uh advance orders deplete we're actually going to only allow two customers a year to have a vehicle built here wow. we're closing our web shop which sounds really negative, but so many brilliant people have invested in buying a vehicle from us that's been built to be the best it can be. And then we're selling products that have got our name on that are the sort of the aesthetics of that customer's vehicle, almost allowing people to replicate that. Yeah. And in trying to be everything to everyone, we're actually losing sight of customer care. Mm. So we're going to stop promoting ourselves to the wider world. We're going to start writing letters to our customers by hand, and running events and inviting them to join us on this journey like the Yorkshire 300. And we're going to start saying no, because we can't be everything to everyone. We've got to a point now where Defender in its most basic form before we touch it, is actually a very expensive vehicle. Mm. The odd, unused new vehicle that you see now on the market, so somebody might have bought it in 2015 or 16, stuck it in the barn, they bring it out now and they advertise it for sale, it's 75 grand and more. Mm. And that's untouched. They were 25 grand in 2015. Yeah. So the start point now is elevated to a point where actually we shouldn't be trying to do more what we need to do is be better at what we do i think your expectations your customers at that price point are going to be elevated as well aren't they so you're going to have to do less customers and more elevated customer experience i guess most of the work in our workshop at the minute is vehicles that are 150 200 plus mm. We will also take a vehicle in for a service or we will fix a vehicle for somebody um, and everything in between. But the reality is we can't do either of those things properly because we're doing the other. Mm. And so what we plan to do over the next year, we're going to build 24 twisted vehicles. Right. We're, go we're going to um, create six born vehicles, which is um, quite an exciting new project. Um, and we're going to do two customer builds, and that's it. And what that will mean is our brand will grow because we're saying no. 
yeah and it will become more aspirational it'll become more exciting but most of all we can stick to our plan and build the best defender excellent and, and nothing else so that's that's our plan for the next 12 which um it's, it's i'm quite excited about really interesting way of looking at it it's almost like stripping it back going back to basics and restarting again yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah 13 years of knowledge isn't it really so the last question i've got is what does the future hold beyond that have you got some aspirations to get into other you sort of touched on i don't know if you want to share or not it's still trade secrets but you know you talked about maybe getting into other things and not just the defender is it too early to ask you that uh, charles at this stage so we've allocated time next year in the workshop to develop a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be announced sometime probably the middle of the year mm-hmm. um, from a similar stable, something really lovely, a, a, a very another very iconic vehicle from the UK. Mm. Um, we've bought a marine engineering business down in Salcombe mm-hmm. um, and we're launching Twisted Marine. Um, so we're uh, 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 going to be importing some US 80s and 90s US muscle boats. Wow. That we're, then, we're then going to twist. Um, so white suit and Ferrari Testarossa. Just stop there, Charles. I guess you couldn't do that. For those who don't know the geography, you couldn't really do that from Thirsk, could you? Because you're not really, you're a, little, you're a little bit sort of landlocked in Thirsk. You're rather landlocked, yes. <laughs> you're moving um, down to the south coast. Well, it, it came out in a conversation in the middle of last year that because we've, um, one, of, one of the big things we've, we've done this year was, in fact, we, we sold the license for Twisted North America and Twisted Middle East and Twisted Electric Vehicle. Yeah. Um, again, it was part of the theory that we can't be everything to everyone. We were trying to be in all these different markets, but actually there are specialists, there are brilliant people over there. So we, we've, we've licensed the brand to the different markets. Yeah. Um, that's once again allowed us to focus more on the UK and following a very brief conversation with Jonathan, the group FD here, um, I said, do you know what? I said, putting uh, dollars into pounds via a bank system is pretty boring, isn't it? Mm. Should we buy some boats and bring them back and do something with them? And off, he, off he went and a couple of days later came back and dropped some details on my desk. He said, uh, I think we should buy this marine engineering business as a, a base from which to carry out the, the boat modifications so it's very hard to get access to water um, via a slip in the uk commercially so um it, it seemed sensible to buy a little business that already had that yeah and Salton is such a wonderful place with a great brand itself um so we've got thirst we've um we've actually this year as well we've bought a an old cinema in thirst which was turning into a venue and showroom um so we've got Thirst, we've got Silverstone, a little base there for uh, for showroom, and we've got Solcombe. Wow. I think we've got we've got the Dales, we've got the racetrack, and we've got the sea. And I think that's a lovely um, twisted experience, really. Yeah, I think it's a great place to end as well. The geography lesson of the UK, and I think that's been really interesting to see how you've. I mean, there's clearly DNA. There's clearly a passion. There's clearly. You know, cut you in half, Charles, it would probably say, you know, defender somewhere like Blackpool Rock cut right through you, wouldn't it? Which is uh, which is great to see. And I, think, I think those those two things are not um, disconnected from the success you've had and the focus you've had. But I also have been really interested in the fact that, you know, you can get busy, but then you lose a bit of focus on that. And, and what you're planning to do and strip it back and start again is a really, really interesting way. Some of our audience might really resonate with that. Big isn't always best. I think we want to be brilliant, not big. 
For those who just heard the gap there, I was, I was just a little cough. And I, I, you've, always, <laughs> you've always got to say these days, haven't you, with a little cough that it's it's not connected to anything uh, uh, sinister, I don't think. So that's good. So listen, Charles, I'm going to share your screen details with uh, let people know about Bitcoin right. podcast. Um, basically, the podcast, as those who know, is available um, uh, every Tuesday. A new episode comes out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube channel, Google Play, Podbean and CastBox, amongst others. You can check it out on the, the, the Impactus group website as well. I've put Charles's contact details on there. We've dealt with Charles through uh, his PR company, Faith PR, so their contact details are there um, for, for getting in touch. That's been an absolutely fascinating and really, really interesting uh, session. And I really appreciate you giving up your time this morning for, for, the, uh, for the recording of this, Charles. I wish you absolute success with um, Twisted Marine and also with the mysterious new uh, vehicle that I'm sure the audience are now trying to guess an iconic British brand vehicle but we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see the, uh, the the press releases on that when that comes through next year so um, thank you for your time Charles thanks again for, for for being a guest on the Impact Sessions podcast and uh, appreciate uh, appreciate seeing you thanks Nick all the very best yes thank you